Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I am your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 73, season 4, episode 15, entitled Don Geis, America, and Hope, originally airing March 18th, 2010. David, if you would, please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. Liz can't stop running into Wesley and begins to wonder if she should just settle for him. Meanwhile, Jack has to prepare for the deal with Cable Town, as well as mourning Don Geis. Finally, Tracy's old nanny writes a memoir, and a shocking revelation comes out. He hasn't been cheating on his wife. Um... I... Kind of a dull episode. Like, I like... I don't know, I just think the the Jack and the Tracy storyline are fun, but I don't have fond memories of them. Uh, whereas I like the Liz and the Wesley stuff is a lot of fun, and it's kind of a timeless uh, plot. But I don't know, I guess the thing with Tracy is like it's subverting all of the general tell-all stuff, where usually the tell-all is bad and it i mean it ruins your career because you know you are cheating and you have affairs and all this whereas this is the inverse where he's a very clean cut kind of person and it's still taking down his career because he's not uh acting the way he's act he's he's represented himself so like there's some fun in that but it's also it's just like there's no repercussions really because it all resets the end of the episode and you know nothing really comes of it so it's like it's silly it feels like it's building to something that never comes and then yeah i think it was an interesting idea but it was a little too cutesy yeah execution because like they were playing it was like every moment except it was the exact opposite of what you would normally expect in a scandal and it's like it i don't know it's almost like so innocent it's like which obviously is the point but it's still like it doesn't. I don't know. It just feel because of that. It just it's it's so it's so squeaky clean. Like it's almost too cute to like make it into a scandal. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I think my f- favorite part is when they're he's like they're leaking my voicemails, and it's just like this super yeah. sweet guy. Just oh, you're calling me yeah. on the other one. I did like that part. That was like funny. that was funny, but it's it like I don't know, just. Yeah, like you said, like the idea is super fun, but the implementation yeah. when it gets is kind of like climax of you have to have an affair to save our marriage, and it's just like oh, like okay, like it's just yeah. like a little a little bit too much stress. Like I could see how lots of people would think that is funny. I mean, it is like again, like I think the idea is funny. It's just I don't know, it just doesn't play out. It's almost it's just a little bit even for a zany show. It's like just a little bit too much of a stretch for me to like enjoy to and you know what i mean yeah. like take seriously again not take seriously and like obviously it's zany comedy but take seriously enough to like really fully enjoy maybe if it had more time i mean it's mm-hmm. it's in here it's, it's squashed between two other big storylines so it's like maybe if they had a little bit more time they could have done more with it but yeah i just i think the idea is fun but the uh, the the implementation of it is just kind of meh yeah i say it was it felt strangely I wouldn't say nihilistic, but like defeatist for Thirty Rock episode because one of the large themes is obviously settling, and by the end of the episode, Jack basically settles to move forward in his career, and Liz 
says she won't settle, but because of the way the storyline, like the way the last scene or the last scene before the credits goes, like you get the feeling it's definitely not the end of it, and we're going to see Wesley again. So you get the feeling that she's going to end up being, you know, she will end up having to settle. Well, uh, I would agree with the Liz. I don't agree with the Jack because I don't think he's so much a settle as I think he he's now found a spot for himself in the new cable town NBC world because otherwise he'd have to settle if he's settled he would be he's just not making anything that's true now like that's true because he doesn't innovate that's true yeah i think he kind of settles into the idea of he does cable town but you're right that he also brings them i guess cable town is just such a big thing they don't even need to do anything they just make money by existing and gobbling up companies but he forces them to well not forces but he inspires them or whatever to expand and make a new product and kind of brings them in on his what he feels his strengths and yeah. worldviews are. Which, yeah, I guess that sort of speaks to Jack's character too in that, I don't know, maybe up to this point it seems like he's he's kind of wanted to be the executive that sort of coasts through. So this one now presents him as one as he doesn't, ju- he doesn't want to settle and coast through the rest of his life. He actually still wants to work. So I guess there's still some american bravado or like old uh, executive bravado in there of why why should you just be content like you should always be building to something idea which i guess that's that's sort of commendable there's nothing wrong with that but i think it's a rarity now because I, I don't know I don't, I'm, I'm trying to think like what are the big executives these days like bezos elon musk like i would say they're seemingly continual i mean musk seems like he's continuously trying to do new things i don't know how many ideas are actually his versus you know his board or people around him but it seems like he's never settling for anything he's always kind of wanting to push to something and i guess bezos is the same i mean i think that's most Most. businesses in general yeah you never could get content i mean kind of like cable almost like right cable is almost like a special exception because they're so big they don't have to innovate much. I mean, well, I guess it's really this in any industry that's so huge, there's not much competition. So, like, cable, obviously, there's because there's so many places where you only have one option if you want cable. Yeah. I, was, I was kind of thinking airlines too. Like, yeah. I mean, there are some things here and there where some things maybe do it a little bit differently or better, but you really only have three big American airlines. So, it's like they, they're it's so big. Some of them are just so too big to have to innovate or care too much. Right. So yeah, I, I guess it depends problem. on the type of business and how competitive, etc. Yeah, the, the certain industry or line of work, it might be easier or harder to innovate or no need to innovate. Like it's, I think airports is a really good example of you need us to get around the world. So oh, we're yeah. not going anywhere, but at the same time. Because there's only three or four of us. I forgot about Southwest. So I, Southwest is a little more, a little more uh, consumer friendly. I think. Like I, I guess I, I was really yeah, thinking of Delta. Still to an extent. Extent. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, right. Still an airline, but I mean, compared to like Delta, the big three, like it's like it feels like a little. They they care a little bit more about customer well, satisfaction and doing consumer friendly practices. Spirit's right. doing their yeah, best. I mean, yeah, I mean, right. Of course, there's all the, the spirit and frontier and those, yeah, the, the, the no spirit. frills or Which whatever you call them. sounds good on paper, uh, but you know they're just trying to get to the same level as Delta in America where they get to the point where they, they're just making so much money that they're not really worried about the consumer anymore, so... Well, I mean, it's I a don't business. Th- it's a business. They're ultimately trying to get to the point where. Well, those airlines, the low cost ones, are not known for their customer service. No, about I, I getting mean, from know. place to place. Right, right. But I'm saying, like, as little the uh, idea started out as you know, 
as probably as innocent as we're tired of dealing with America and Delta. We want our own airlines. Like, well, let's create one. But in the end, once they started seeing the money, they're like, I hope we get that Delta money one day. And that's, I mean, that's the end game is you always want to be the best or at least be the number one. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, I think then, you know, in my company industry, I mean, we're developing new products all the time because right. like you can always have a fabric that's, you know, not, you know what I mean? Like I, I, a lot of things you're expecting them to be waterproof or mildew resistant or, ball, you know, insect repellent, blah, 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 whatever, et cetera. But there's always like, you can do a little more, like you can do that. Like now here's a, you know, a boat seating material that's even more premium and resists, you know, bacterial staining and pinking in a way that others don't, you know what I mean? Like if it, it seems like there's always another feature you can develop or, right. or you, you innovate, know I mean? you innovate that mildew resistance 10%, but you don't go a hundred percent because if you make it a hundred percent, well then you can't do 20% next year and then sell a new product. You know what I mean? Like, you, you never want to go, it, I mean, it, this is a really bad comparison, but it's like the, the theory of like, there is a cure for cancer, but it's, but um, people, big pharma makes more money off trying to sell a cure and sell medicine for a cure than they would actually make money off of a cure. So it's like, do you, do you, do you throw the cure out there and save millions of people or do you keep it hidden and sell you know, treatment for it, prolonging a life rather than ensuring a life. Like, it's not comparable to yeah. fabrics, but you know what I mean? Like, that idea, yeah. like, you never give all of it, you just give it a little taste and then you innovate on that each year or something. Yeah, I'm going a little off topic here because you said curing cancer, I have to bring it up. So, like, the the Good Fight, the CBS, I'll actually show the spinoff of Good Wife, it's in, it's in the middle of its fourth season and its first episode, it kind of an alternate reality episode where... Uh, Hillary won instead of Trump in 2016 and it's like so they kind of do little parodies of things that have happened and how you know like some like you know stock talking head conservatives would have handled what she'd won and it's like one of the things is like the you know like the, the, the Clinton administration cured cancer but it's like the talking points pushing back are well you know how long before they went public with they they cure it you know and, and, and like you know, like you know what i mean it's like going over like yeah they cured cancer but why did they do it sooner why did they tell you know like i mean like I, I, just like just a way just to be like be silly about thinking over the top like here's a thing that's like clearly a net positive for humanity and but like still finding a way to like nickel and dime talking points to like yeah. for like make a political standpoint it was just like you, you just well i mean i feel like that's that the hilarious. thing is like if there ever is like a cure for aids if there's a cure for cancer there's going to be those people on the other side that are like well, what are we gonna do about overpopulation? Well, like maybe cancer was better because and it's just like, oh my fucking god! Like, shut up! Like, yeah. Oh, that's basically what it was. Uh, like, it came out. It came out like it was. It was about the same time as else. It was like it came out in the in the, in the next election year they cure cancer. Like, well, were they just waiting for the next election to tell us they cure cancer? And I mean, it's it's, it's purposely like silly and over the right. top and funny. But, but it's like the same time. There's like a kernel of truth there. Like, if that literally happened, like it, that obviously that wouldn't exactly happen. But like, there's a kernel of truth in like how. Just like politicization of of of, of pushing now? back on anything just to just to Where was this five create years equal. Ago? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all yeah. the drum up this. Anyway, so that's so that's veering us off, but anyway. it made me think of that and it was funny. Any other thoughts before oh, we hop in? Um <laughs> <laughs> We do have an iconic line in this episode. Okay. Let's uh-huh. hop in. Okay. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, you know what? you'll have to point it out to me because I'm thinking of a few right now and I'm not sure which one it might be. So the cold open is basically going to set up Jack's storyline, uh, which is dealing with Don Geis' uh, death, as well as the Cable Town merger becoming more and more uh, official. 
I'd like to welcome everyone to this NBC employee town hall meeting and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules. Yeah, I'm supposed to be drinking a soda right now. Uh, a special thanks to those joining us via simulcast, particularly you gentlemen in the Tokyo office. I know it's late there. I don't know why you're wearing girls' pajamas, but I'm sure it's cultural. I'm here to address concerns regarding the acquisition of our company by Cable Town, with a K. Now, this is an exciting time for NBC, not Seinfeld Friends ER exciting, more like 3D episodes of Merlin exciting, but I believe this is a great opportunity for all of us because Cable Town is a great company, even if it is from Philadelphia. Go Eagles! How did you even get a snowball? Philly rules, cheesesteaks, Bobby Clark, Will Smith, your town sucks. You do not want this argument, Lemon. Boston is the greatest city in the world. Uh, Boston Tea Party, Boston Cream Pie, Boston Rob Mariano, birthplace of Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, then he looked around, realized it sucked, and moved to Philadelphia. Oh, did you just whip a battery at me? Mr. Donaghy, I'm sorry. Can we get back to the meeting? Of course. My apologies to our friends uh, from the great city of Los Angeles. <laughs> hey, stop laughing. L.A. rules. Michael Bay, freeways, Legoland. Before I take your questions, I'd like to say a few words about Don Guys. The world has lost a giant. He built GE into the greatest company on Earth, and the Earth into one of the top three planets in the universe. For those of you wishing to pay your respects, there will be an Episcopal cryogenic freezing service open to all Six Sigma black belts and higher. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard, Episcopal. Now, the floor is open to questions. I would be remiss if I didn't honor our fallen leader with a song. This is for you, Dan Goose. Amazing have we hit the iconic line yet? No, we haven't. Ah, right. Well, there is one that I always remember, and it is the Tracy line there. Of, That's the craziest thing I ever heard, Episcopal. Because <laughs> there's an Episcopal church right up the street from us, and every time I walk by it, that's all I think of. <laughs> Ah. So I had three thoughts coming out of the scene. Mm-hmm. First, I wonder what the other top two, the the two of the, yeah. the other two top three planets in the universe are. Jupiter because it's the biggest, therefore it's the best, and Uranus because. But that's all within our solar system. I mean, that's very, that's well, very uh... the known universe, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. Second, I forgot Merlin was a show that existed. Was that a? I thought that was a miniseries. What am I thinking of? I, no, I think I think it was a multi-season show. I don't think it lasted very long, hmm. but I think it was at least intended to. I want to say at least it might last at least a couple scenes. I can't remember, but I kind of remember when it came out, and like I think that like a huge promotional push, but I don't think it did very well in the ratings. I don't know. I remember kind of being a joke, like it wasn't like very well. I was reviewed or respected. Did it come around same time as those Once Upon a Time show or whatever it was called? Maybe because I remember that. What's it called? Once Upon. Wasn't it just called Once Upon a Time? Oh, well, Once Upon a Time, right. I right. Think? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. That was ABC. Maybe it did start around then. I but, remember. I mean, like, those were, like, alternate tellings of, like, Snow White and, like, all those really yeah. old, uh, mostly. Yeah, uh, I remember. Oh, it's, it, it started a couple years before Frozen because, like, okay. a year or two after Frozen, like, since Frozen was so popular, like, they started incorporating Frozen storylines. I remember yeah. hearing about that. Yeah. So, yeah. whenever, a couple years always, before the first Frozen was. I remember both of those shows being, like, big Tumblr shows. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people ship a lot of characters on those shows. And uh, mm-hmm. shipping shipping's its own thing, but I just remember those two being pretty prominent in that. That and Supernatural, which was weird to be shipping Ooh. a show of Supernatural, because 
Those are brothers. Which is a show that still hasn't I'm, ended. Well, no, no, it's ending this season. Well, it was supposed to, but no, they weren't no. able to finish out because of the production uh, suspension. So it's going to come back in the fall or next no, year, no, whenever like whenever shows come back. Right, but but the, they they are going to come back and do the last however many episodes to actually finish off because they they were I think I guess a few short of what they intended. So I mean, it makes sense if you have a show that's on for however many years. 15, like I like I, I th- like I think it like I mean I didn't watch Empire after the first season, but I think it really sucks that. It was this pretty big show that was on for a good several years, and basically they had to shove three episodes into one because mm-hmm. they weren't able to finish out what they liked. So, like for a show that's been on for a while and has like a fan base, like I mean, it's nice that they at least that's get to finish out the way they in their, intended. In their own story. Yeah, because yeah. I read like basically it was like you know like they, they were like death character death stuff like just shoved in the last episode when originally it was supposed to build over the last three, mm-hmm. but they had to they just they hadn't. They, they didn't have the time. It was like time, so. basically they had filmed two episodes shorter where they needed, but they had enough footage from the last two that they were able to get together what they, you know what I mean, to get where they wanted to go, but just. Well, they could have done the blacklist route and completely animated it poorly. To oh my God, it. I didn't even hear yeah. about that. No. Uh, I guess whatever, someone just took the storyboards that the episode was going to be and shipped it out to some animation studio and did like a. Do you remember that movie, A Scanner Darkly? Where it was just like uh-uh. it was like impo- like superimposed, uh, like it was the like they they shot the actors and then they imposed like cartoons over oh, like them. Oh, rotoscope or yeah, that... sort of rotoscope okay. style. But like instead of like they drew the characters like you would animate, they were just imposed with the cartoony effects. Because like it's still the actors doing all the motions. I guess it would be rotoscoping anyway. Yeah, for the blacklist finale, they had to do that because, like, I guess, like the Empire and other shows, they just weren't getting the production time, mm-hmm. so they had to get it done. So, uh, wow, that's a, that's that an one. option if you if you're in crunch time, I guess. Yeah, it I seems noticed, like it takes so much more time though. I don't know. Yeah, I noticed that. So, Holy Moly, the mini golf show on ABC came back, and they had already filmed the act. Like, I guess the actual mini golfing but like Seth Curry is a executive producer mm-hmm. and he has like kind of in between segments in the shows and like they were live in the first season and I noticed in the first episode they were animated so I wonder if those are like shot later and obviously they didn't have the ability to shoot them so they animated them instead and just like had them do a voiceover so maybe I guess the animation is a way to or maybe animation has gotten a lot better stuff. and more efficient than it used to be yeah I know a lot of it's still outsourced so I don't know. That's weird. Okay, because I knew Seth Curry had to be an executive producer or something. It's like it's such a weird thing for him to be yeah. involved in without there being some bonus for him to be. Because I mean, if it were basketball related, I would just assume, yeah, that yeah. makes more. Well, sense. apparently, like he's he like golf's like that's like his one of his hobbies or All something. Right. So no judgment. I mean, that's oh also and so wait my my oh, my, yeah, my, my my third thought oh, was. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I find it kind of hilarious that that like on air talent is at the NBC employee town hall meeting. So, like I'm just picturing like like the cast of Law and Order and the cast of like I don't know like whatever all the sitcoms right. and all in like the NBC town hall meeting. Which yeah, why aren't they there? Where's well, right, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think the, I don't think the on air talent yeah. would. I think that's more for the uh, corporate and behind the scenes and yeah, like yeah, you would th- I mean because like business they employees, show, they would. They're in the same office, or they're in the same right. building. So yeah. why aren't they there? Where was Brian Williams? And maybe maybe Avery it's, Jessup. Maybe it's dedicated to each show has its own. <laughs> well, I mean, they were they were teleconferencing in from Tokyo and LA, so that's true. Yeah.
So we come back from the opening and Liz's life, uh, Liz's love life has not gotten much better since meeting Wesley last week. So how was your second date with Wesley? Ah, well, you know that scene in Notting Hill where they have the romantic date in the garden? Well, I would have rather watched that terrible movie five times than have hung out with Leslie. So he's not your future husband. He's not my future anything. You gave it a shot. Good riddance. Nope. I'm seeing him tonight. You are? Why? Well, this morning I was buying an advance ticket for the Truffaut retrospective at the Anthology Film Archives. One for the 8 o'clock hot tub time machine. Liz? Are we both seeing hot tub time machine tonight? How does this keep happening? If there is a god, Liz, I think that she is trying to tell us something. It's like the universe keeps pushing us together. We can't shake each other. I had a thing where I kept running into Michael Douglas, but then I realized it was just some old lady who lives in my building. So Slam against Michael Douglas. Yeah. One thing, what, so Liz has known Jenna for a long time, right? Like, why would, like, of all people, why would she lie to Jenna about going to a Truffaut retrospective? I mean, not that she necessarily right. has a hot tub time machine, but it's like, I could see her, I mean, Liz, I could see her doing that to Jack, or, I mean, well, maybe, maybe I don't know, because I feel like Jack would see through Jack that right away. But, like, see, yeah. I, mean, I mean, anyone she's trying to impress, like, that's not out of character for Liz in general, but his Jenna, it's like, yeah. seems like, why, like, what, what? Why would Jenna be impressed by that? I don't know. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, well, I, I, I guess she doesn't want to say she's going to see hot tub time machine, yeah. but it's like, I don't know. Like, the, I, I found that, like, just, like a little... It's, I mean, it's definitely Weird. very much, like, the joke, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, especially because, like, Jen, not to insult Jenna too much, but would she even know who Truffaut is? Oh, I, well, I mean, she likes to put on the ears, at least of being a serious actress, so I could she see could her, like, it, least, even if she hadn't seen any uh, films, like, she would at least know the name and, like, know that That's it's, true. like, a, you know, revered, whatever, yeah. person, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I just found that line a little odd. It's a bit much. It's kind of a clunky line, too, because she just keeps saying, like, she could just say the Truffaut perspective, or uh, retrospective, but then she keeps going, and it's just like, you know, when you lie too much, you just keep adding details. That's how you know someone's lying too much. Yeah. It's just kind of like, all right. Yeah. Uh, but meanwhile, um, Jack pulls uh, Liz into uh, Tracy's dressing room as there's breaking news. Uh, we have a Tracy problem. Okay, escaped exotic animal, or did he swallow another firecracker? I wish. Our old nanny wrote a tell-all book about me. Oh, no. It's bad. I just got the call from a friend at Little Brown. The publishing house? No, the premier talent agency for black dwarfs. Tracy, we need to start doing damage control on this. What does she reveal in the book? Everything. My addiction to prescription glasses. The fact that I suffer from attention deficit disorder. Jack, your shoes are shiny. And worst of all, she revealed the fact that I've never cheated on my wife. Okay, well, that's not true. Uh, actually, it is true. Tracy uh, shared that with me last year. What? What about the strip clubs and the disgusting stories? Your Ben and Jerry's flavor is called adulteraisin. That's all for show. I love my wife and only her. Okay, and how is that a bad thing? My wild and sexually adventurous image is how I make my money, Liz Lemon. I start losing my endorsements, Angie's gonna be matted in a bat in a suitcase. Uh-oh, which reminds me. Gordon? Gordon. Gordon! That's the weirdest joke. Like, I don't get it. Why is that joke there? Other than just to be for the sake of being weird. Just for the sake of being weird. And I, that, that's... There's a trend that Tracy has with his jokes where... I mean, one, the... 
but even by this time, the attention deficit dis- jokes are tired because like they're it, that's the one punchline is you can't even get through saying what yeah. the well, disorder is. It was also because like he pauses a beat in between disorder and like right. You know, I mean, like if, if you like if he was already if it would have been a quick down. yeah if it would have been a quick like transition, but it's like it's yeah. a pause and a and like. It always makes it sound like he's reading rather than yeah, delivering I mean. lines when he does things like that. It's just like, yeah. it's like, what's going on, Tracy? I know you're good at this. So I know you've done better than this. It's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think back. So I, I definitely remember where, like, it came out whenever, whatever previous mm-hmm. episode around Tracy not cheating on his wife and even the spicy image. But, like, I was trying to think, like, I was, didn't know that. Because, like, I, I, for some reason, I had in my head that... Both Liz and Jack knew that, but I, was it just no, Jack? No, it was never revealed to, to Liz. Okay. Because yeah. I was trying to think back, and I was like, I thought... I couldn't remember. Like, I, I, I remember when it was revealed, that was revealed, but I for some reason I just thought it was new. But okay, so it, it, it does... It, the continuity is correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, very, very good. good job there. Uh, meanwhile, Liz and Wesley are at the cinema. I'm sorry, you have a problem with the science of hot tub time machine. Yeah, not the time travel, it's the hot tub. You don't just turn one on and it's immediately hot. I should know, I've been in a hot tub two times. Well, I don't question everything. Uh, except for the snacks I got for us. Yeah, seltzer and Mike and Ike's. Well, what did you want, popcorn? Yes! Popcorn at the cinema. And by the way, your food obsession is not as endearing as you think it is. Huh. It's like being in a Kathy cartoon that just won't end. Oh my God, I want to smash your face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we were meant to be together. So why are you in my phone as future husband and why am I in yours as future wife? I guess we'll never know. At least we'll always have Dr. Kaplan's recovery room. It was our Paris. <sighs> Too bad we can't go back there. Mike and Ike's are a fine candy yeah, and a wonderful seltzer. movie snack. Well, I don't care about seltzer. So I'm not a seltzer. I mean, yeah. seltzer is just the soda water. Like, I don't get why, yeah, I don't. I don't get why anyone would want to drink that. That's weird. But you just want carbonation inside of you? That's all you want? Like, you don't even want to taste? You just want bubbles and carbonation? That's such a weird... I think people just like the bubble. I don't know. I can't... Like, I, I really don't like it. But obviously people do, so... Oh, hey, to each their own, but... It just gives a weird like I don't even know how just to describe it. Just drink water. It. Yeah, I mean, I mean, plain, uh, plain like still water. Like I drink tons of, but yeah. for some reason there's like just like a weird taste. I don't even know how. Like it, I guess a weird taste. I don't even know how yeah, what you would call it exactly. It's just like it's an off taste. I just don't like it. Yeah, but obviously plenty of people do. No, of course. <laughs> of course. But as someone who worked in a movie theater for three years, and I didn't even like popcorn before I started working in a movie theater, but. I can't stand it now. I think it's I think it's the worst snack. I like kettle corn. Uh, I just don't care for it. I just remember it was they were always such a pain in the ass to have to clean out the popcorn things at the end of the night. Like no, and the worst part is nearly everyone working there was like a high school student, so their motivation to do anything was just yeah. the bare minimum. And even then, sometimes they didn't hit that. So it's just, like, the worst, like... Well, I mean, I've always heard you don't want popcorn near the bottom because it's just, like, it keeps, keeps falling on top, so you want it off the top because yeah. it's at the bottom. Who knows how long it's... It's been there for yeah. a couple of hours, yeah. most likely. But I remember... So what, what would happen is what most theaters do is they just put them in giant trash bags and they take those trash bags out to the dumpster. Every now and again, you get a customer that's just, like, because after you close down everything, you're not making more popcorn, they will literally just ask you for the garbage bag of popcorn and take it back into the movie theater, and it's just, like, that's so weird. 
why would you want like that's you're not gonna eat all of this like it's and it wasn't like it was fresh it was popcorn that uh, popcorn at the cinema it's just uh, no thank you Mike and X are a top three candy though yeah they're good what was their did they have a weird promotion like a, a, a media thing like where there, there was no more Mike and Ike it was like just Mike's or just Ike's yeah they were feuding and like they did like a marketing thing where on the boxes like one of the names would be scratched out and like I but I don't know how like maybe, I don't know if it was one on TV ads like I didn't know anything about it like I just remember seeing it and it was like I was wondering like who is defacing like these yeah. random Mike and Ike boxes because like it just it was like a black scrawl that looked like it could have been someone just like took yeah. a pen and I was really confused and then eventually like I, I found out it was like hmm. I mean, maybe. I mean, I literally never heard about it outside of seeing the box and like, see, like googling it once, or like I, I can't remember. But I found it on the internet eventually. That, but like, maybe maybe there was a TV campaign or I, I assume something some that sort of made it known. But I, I mean, I never heard about that. I, I never. Confused. I mean, we don't really watch ads anymore. Anyway. That's true. I'm sure. Oh, I haven't yet. But yeah, I remember, it was the same thing. I remember looking at the box. I was like, did someone just write on this? Like, what's going on? And then. Yeah, I just never bothered to go any more in depth into it, and now I guess they're back. Like the marketing campaigns ever because they're back to normal. But yeah, yeah, I think it's been. I think yeah. that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah Mike fun. and Ike's fine. I got no problem with Mike and Ike. Just the regular though. I've tried some of Chocolate the. Chocolate's not bad. I don't like the. There's the berry ones, the tropical ones. There's there's the mega mix where there's like ten different flavors. Like all those. Like I just I stick. The originals are good. That's yeah. what I like to stick with. Fair enough. But still, so, that's a good one. Okay, welcome to the Mike and Ike podcast. Uh, so uh, as Jack uh, rouses up his own ire so uh, he can get ready to meet the Cable Town executives uh, Liz and Wesley uh, head back to Dr. Kaplan's office and offer up an idea so they can finally put to rest if they're actually future husband and future wife so all we need you to do is to put us under anesthesia again Wesley brought his video camera in England we call it a film pod and that way, afterward, we can watch the tape and figure out what our connection was. Would you ask a cardiologist to do something like this? I am a real doctor. Yeah, but a cardiologist is... I know what a cardiologist is. My brother is a cardiologist, and I'm just as good as he is. We drive the same car. So what if his wife is more attractive? But, Dr. Kaplan, this is for love. It's like that brilliant film, uh, Notting Hill. Mm. I'm British and charming, and she's got certain angles that work for her. Really? You think you found the one? in my recovery room. Let me show you what happens in there. We are gonna hang out so much after this. I wanna take you to the Big Apple Circus cause we're best friends. I don't think there was any connection. It was just the anesthesia. Well Liz, I wish you all the best, but future wife deleted. It's a good idea. And if my heart surgeon brother is so great, how come so many of his patients have died, but I've only killed one guy? Huh? Did you recognize the actress who was playing the postal worker in that scene? Cece Jenkins. It was Grandma Jenkins from Ghost Rider. Yay! I never even when I was, first saw this episode, I was like, that's the lady from Ghost Rider. She's continuously working. Good for her. Yay. Yay. I saw that Apple TV Plus quote-unquote, rebooted it, but in a way that doesn't resemble the original. I was like, younger kids, not actual, like, I can't, like, it, 
I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like it was a season long arc instead of like individual or like you know three or four part mysteries. Like it seemed like it was not in the spirit of, at all of the original, which I haven't seen it in spirit towards kids, I guess. But yeah, well, still. the original was geared towards kids, right? Too. Right. But <laughs> I mean, you could do a you could you could do a revival in a way that like does the spirit of the original and follows the format, but also I like, could appeal to the people who watched it back. I don't know. It, it just seems like this one was was squarely aimed at kids like there wasn't like right. a nostalgia you know what i mean like even if it at least followed the the general format of um four episode mysteries like and yeah. it was like the function of ghost rider was different like it's, I, I can't remember it's been so well, read about like it, 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 like the, the the function of the ghost wasn't this quite the same as the original or something either I there was remember. a second revival or a first revival yeah. like on cbs or something? i think that's why that's why i was gonna say i think it was CBS. So I vague, Saturday like, mornings it definitely something. was like I was, I mean, I was a little bit too old for Ghost Rider when it was airing initially, but I still enjoyed it. But even when the first revival, I, I'm pretty sure it was a CBS thing. Even then, I was like, this doesn't feel right to me. I feel like there's something off. And then I, now that you mentioned, I vaguely recall there being a reboot recently, yeah. but having no interest in it just because I, it's not for me. That's fine. Like, I'm not going to watch any of this. But yeah, eh, that's. Everything that's old is now new. That's just how it's working. Hooray. There's reboots and revivals for everything. And in 20 years, there will be an Iron Man reboot. Probably, if not before then, there'll be an Avengers reboot. They'll just, that's the cycle. Whatever makes money, we'll see it again. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking of Ghost Rider, thinking of the three storylines that always pop in my head Max Mouse, Gooey Gus, and. Um, with Luis and the marijuana. Oh, the, the, that that's the was the marijuana. Alex, yeah, Alex, Alex, Alex. Alex. Yeah. yeah, the marijuana was the third one. That, yep, yep. And then wasn't the young friend of him the one that ended up being on the Real World? Yes, Hector and passed away. He passed away. Yeah, who was the one that had AIDS and passed away? That was not Hector. Oh, I don't remember now. Wow, bummer. Also, Julia Stiles. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, what was her line? Oh, did you? Oh man, it's like I can't infinite, remember, but it's like an infamous from the from the Max Mouse the, yeah the happy thing. Like, yeah. Have you ever cyber surfed or is something? It's so yeah. it's just words. It's just like a word jumble of tech terms that makes sense, but it's like you would never say that. No one would ever talk like that. It's yeah. like you ever surf with the um, you ever cyber surf with the mouse. Or on the, it's so bad. I'm gonna see. If I, I'm sure I can find it. I'll, I'll yeah. splice it in. How about letting me write about the hacker for the next issue? Do you know anything about hackers? Can you jam with the console cowboys in cyberspace? What? Ever read Neuromancer? Huh? Ever experienced the new wave? Next wave? Dream wave? Or cyberpunk? I didn't think so. I'll handle the hacker stories. Yeah, I guess you should. We should learn about all this hacker stuff. In there. It's a world where you're judged by what you say and think, not by what you look like. A world where curiosity and imagination equals power. We need more paper. Let's go, people. Work with me here. Work with me. And spoiler alert, she was not the criminal in that episode what? what do you call him the perpetrator you think she would be that's right she, she, was, she was the she was the she was the aggressive one but it wasn't it was the quiet gum popping girl wow i don't remember any of that oh 
like that that's probably the storyline i remember most like the probably because like they had to solve it by like playing a word game or something it was like wow. they, 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 they had to win the word game faster than max mouse because like they had to be connected long enough to like break into the modem or something i can't yeah. remember but that's Scott. because there was a word game involved that's probably why that's i remember fair. it that's the fair. most did Ghost Rider help them with the word game? Yeah, he was the one who went through the... Then they didn't win very well. Well, no, 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 no. He didn't help them with the word game, but they had to keep the word game going. So Ghost Rider went into the modem and went through the phone line. So Max Mouse's phone modem to, so that he could solve the identity of who that who Max Mouse was. Why did he need to go to the modem? I, well, he went in the modem of Tina or Lenny or whoever's house they were playing at. And he went through the internet to the other modem and, and read her... IP address or whatever it was, so they knew it was her. It's not how ghosts work, but okay. It's a magic ghost. <laughs> As opposed to a normal ghost? Exactly. It's a word ghost. That's special. Alright. So, uh, Liz and Wesley decide to part ways, spoiler alert, for the first time, uh, and no longer deem themselves future wife and future husband. Uh, Tracy is still getting backlash from uh, the news coming out that he is not as promiscuous as his image has led him to believe to be. Uh, meanwhile, Jack meets with an executive from Cable Town to get the dirt to see where he can hit the ground running when he finally comes in and he gets some bad news. <laughs> Remember how you tricked the owner of that toaster company into thinking you were his dead son and he sold you the factory for one dollar, you... Or an animal, Dave the Animal has. I was only as good as my mentor, the man who taught me how to bait the enemy, Jack, the master baiter, Donaghy. How did I get that one past the censors? I guess the pause. I mean, that's yeah, that's true. That, that There is a weird uh, censorship in an American Dad episode where... On the air on Fox, or yeah, it was a Fox. Uh, it was a Fox. Uh, it was when it was airing on Fox. Uh, now they can pretty much just say whatever they want when they're on TBS. Cable. Um, yeah. Um, where the premise of the episode is actually kind of a fun episode, but the premise of the episode is they're having a telethon because torture is being outlawed. But if they raise enough money, they can institute torture. And what? <laughs> It's. I mean, they, he works for the CIA, so right. it's not exactly a great uh, main character. Uh, but um, they have a guy uh, that they're showing off to uh, incite. But so basically, what the guy gets released, and he sets a bomb in the studio, and they have to figure out where the bomb is and how to disarm it. And um, all the guy knows is bombs. It's all like he can make a bomb out of anything. And they're like, why, how did you know? Like, how do you know how to do all that? And he's like, well, when you can't touch yourself, because, I, you know, the joke is that he's Muslim, so everything is forbidden and everything is bad. Um, and so one of the characters goes, how do you masturbate? But they bleep out masturbate. And I'm hmm. like, that's weird. Like, he doesn't say jerk off. He doesn't say anything. I feel like masturbate is still pretty I mean, it is still pretty gratuitous, but it's, but it's also, like, it aired at 9.30 on a Sunday. So, like... Technically, that's prime time, but at the same time... Yeah, but the like, networks are subject to standards, I think. That's true. Yeah. Um, I don't know, just masturbate. I mean, but then again, you watch something like CSI, which is an adult program, but they talk about, like, semen. Semen, to me, is no true. more or no less gratuitous than just saying masturbate. I don't, yeah, but I think masturbate is usually used in, like, a looter sense. Semen, like, you're not you're not saying semen when you're, like... You know what I mean? Like, like say, but I mean, like, semen would be body like, jizz, was, like, jizz. Like, right. that would be too lewd, right? But if you're talking about right. semen in, like, a medical crime scene, 
context like if you're saying she was filled with her, her orifice is filled with semen that's okay that'll get away with csi is a-okay to be said but just to say how do you masturbate is too far i, under, I get it because one is well, because one is part of a murder investigation and, and one, one is, is part of just being lewd. yeah but one is being used in a definitely lewd context and the other is using just like just in an investigation, they're reporting to the be facts of what was found, yeah, or found be, on the victim but or whatever. But it's intended to be creepy and gross. Well, right. I'm not saying... I, I mean, I'm not saying that effectively you're talking about anything that's like less gross or less intimate or what I mean, whatever. Yeah. But I'm saying from the network perspective, like I can totally see how you would censor one and not the other. I guess. I don't agree and again, But anyway, but yeah. Anyway. But, but so I'm, I'm surprised because I feel like NBC yeah. is more sensitive no, I'd say they're than Fox. I'd say they're pretty less sensitive about it. Yeah, but you're right. It, it's probably the pause that was why they were able to yeah. get away with it. So, Dane, tell me all about Cable Town. What's their business strategy, revenue streams? They have a preferred side of the head for part of your hair because I've been continental for years, but I'm willing to go Western. Whoa, relax, buddy. Your job is secure. I just want to understand the operation so I can contribute right away. Well, that's the beauty of it, Jack. You don't have to. The cable's already laid. So. I don't understand. There's always room for growth, for innovation. No, there really isn't. It's brilliant. And this is the goose that lays the golden eggs. Channels 500 through 600. Oh, good God. Acetar, the lovely boners, the hindsight, fresh ass based on the novel Tush by Aspire. It's all pay-per-view porn. But do you know how much of our profit comes from men ordering adult movies? 91%. They churn this stuff out, people at home push a button, and we make money off it. We don't do anything. Then what do you want with NBC? Why do you even want me? Well, buying NBC counts as a charitable donation for tax purposes. And as for you, you're the classic American executive. You will look great standing behind our CEO at press conferences. You are kidding me. I went to Harvard Business School. I'm the reason the microwave tray rotates. Jack. I make things. I build companies, innovate products. Don't fight it, Jack. It's the perfect business. The war is over. And we won. So the iconic line was in that scene. Uh... I, I, I make a trade that rotates? No. Know. Fresh ass based on the novel Tush by uh, Aspire. I don't think it's that iconic. Really? I don't think That's so. one of like the, mo- the, the that's I mean for me that's one of the most memorable lines of the whole series is just so silly. Right. I mean I, I, I joke about the uh, what's the what's the original? Uh, Precious based on the novel Tush by Sapphire. Yeah, yeah. I, I say that all the time but I never thought of that an iconic line from this episode, but okay. I mean, to me, that's one of the all-time iconic lines. Yeah. Okay. To each their own. Wow. Yeah. I just, I've never understood how the porn industry makes so much money. Like, I just, I mean, as well, much... Well, are they struggling because of, like, internet, I mean, basically? now they... Well, I don't know, because, I mean, they're still around. Like, I'm well, not sure. I mean, right. I don't follow it, so maybe it is... But, I mean, like... I mean, they're always... I mean, they're... The reason the DVD, uh, in addition to the Matrix, the reason the DVD became such a standard was because porn, uh, the porn industry adopted it very quickly and helped elevate it to a certain level. Like the porn industry is really good about knowing what's going to be the next big innovation and sort of getting on from the ground floor. Like VR is still kind of wonky, but I mean, that's 
that's sort of been a big thing like pov and stuff like that but like i don't know it's just i think now they've got to be struggling because of the internet but they're still sticking yeah. in there no pun intended i kind of think about like network television like yeah. it's a legacy not brand but it's still a legacy industry i guess that yeah. used to be like extremely successful and it's still it's you know i mean big and makes money but it has basically modern challenges from streaming and the internet yeah. that make it hard to be as profitable as it used to be i guess i mean i've never i've never bought media in terms of well i guess you could say like magazines is media right yeah yeah i've bought magazines but i've never <sighs> bought videos because those videos i could just yeah. find online so but that's what i was kind of wondering like if i could see how you know like even still 10 years ago like cable companies and satellite tv companies would like make money off the videos or porn, whatever on their channels mm-hmm. but like now it's so accessible like who is paying i mean i don't know how much they charge but it must be at least 10 or 20 bucks i would guess right yeah. like i mean i don't have no i mean i don't know but it seems like it must yeah. be at least but that much. even like the the websites like they have like the pro yeah. which spoiler you can get around if you have an ad blocker uh. um but and some stuff's hidden behind the paywalls and whatever but like yeah. if i mean let's face it if all you're gonna go do is whatever you don't really need high quality stuff you can find something and get your jollies and hate yourself five minutes later and then move on with the rest of your day like a therapy session no i'm good no man i can't remember where it came from but there's a joke from some tv show where it's like you masturbate on christmas and then five minutes later you hate yourself and you're just like what am i doing with my life why did i do that how sad and then one last thing from the scene and I, I might have talked about, about this before so apologies but when he has a line about NBC is basically a charitable yeah right off whatever it's layers yeah. yeah and I, I I might have talked about this before but it always reminds me of it was I think it was the Golden Globes one year and like Tina Fey was doing like a red carpet interview like before the show and it's like it was raining or something and so everyone you know because it obviously doesn't rain now like that much so like people were talking about the rain and she was like it's god crying for nbc because i was like at the time that nbc was like i mean it was around this era when it was like they were really like in the i guess the jeff zucker years where it was like friends you know like the post friends pre-renaissance where like they were not doing well yeah. and it was just like where it's god crying for nbc yeah. Well, but how many shows were between that time where they given a shot to stick around right like because at that time like they were like we've got if you're not hitting seinfeld like they say here like seinfeld er mm-hmm. and friends numbers you're not gonna last but it's like how much how much how much time were you giving these shows to try and reach that well i mean, I mean a lot i mean a show like parks and rec even 30 no, rock would never I'm, survive but, that long right so i mean obviously but Friends ended in what 2000 and because Friends was over before 30 Rock came on, mm-hmm. so f- Friends ran from 90 98. No, it wasn't that. No, it? it was earlier than that because it was before, yeah, it was the early 90s. So, because that, that the theme song was a hit in like 94, I want to say. Well, okay, so it was probably 93 to 2003. Hang on, hang on. So there was a few peer a, a few years between. Friends were in 94 to 04. Okay, so there was a couple years in between. But yeah, like, they, what? how much was NBC getting shot to those shows to try and capitalize, but still maintaining this? If you're not hitting Seinfeld, you're friends numbers, you're, we can't have you, we just need to move on. So you know what I mean? Like, okay. Well, that's definitely like, not That was, that's that was NBC that's setting yeah. a standard that no new show could possibly. Right. 
Well, I mean, right, because there were obviously plenty of shows who never had those numbers who lasted for... I mean, yeah. there are famous shows like Just Shoot Me that was on for, like, God knows how many seasons that was, yeah. like, it was a... Pl- I don't know what you call it, a utility show or like a plug show where it was yeah. like it was like mostly like mid-season they would kind of last for a while but like they would kind of plug in like if a show got canceled early they would plug it in or throw you mm-hmm. know what I mean just because uh, it, it did decent I mean it didn't do anywhere near obviously Friends numbers but right. it did decently enough to like just kind of be plugged and in and it was really probably low, low production costs yeah. too so I mean Friends ruined everything in terms of contract negotiations and a lot of just long-term effects of sort of how contracts play out and how money can be demanded and I mean I don't know if you're an actor I mean, on the most no, popular show on TV like I mean you're gonna want to get for the best but at the same time like you can. I think it's also a reason why maybe people don't sign long-term contracts or have to get signed into long-term contracts because of expectations and things like that that friends sort of set uh well I mean I'm definitely thing. not a legal or no contract but my, my, my understanding is pretty much whenever you sign on a show you sign an initial six year like that's just like the standard mm-hmm. right but at I least mean, for like, network yeah but i mean I, I think with friends they weren't the doing i don't think friends when they started it was a six-year contract i think it was probably a two to three year every year and they'd have to re- renegotiate every few maybe once they got past the initial six like yeah, I, I feel like especially maybe. if network like most initial deals are for six years and then obviously plenty of many shows don't last anywhere that long but it's just that's why that's why they always say shows get the longer show runs the more expensive it gets because the cast can negotiate like same thing happened with Modern Family and Big Bang Theory like mm-hmm. they they you know once they got later on they were getting like huge amounts of money per episode because they know. could demand it yes yeah. well because you, you, you I mean you, you want to keep up your highest rated show going as long as you can yeah. and I mean the network is making a lot of money off of it I mean especially in case I don't know I, I can't remember if ABC or and CBS own those respective shows but like if you air it and you own it, that means you're making money off all the syndication. So it's like, you know. Uh, meanwhile, back to 30 Rock. Oh, God. Um, Liz and Wesley have yet another run-in. Hey, I know you're off duty, but is there any chance you would take me to the Upper West Side? <sighs> Thank you so much. <laughs> No, 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 not again. Wait, that's not him, is it? Okay, that was almost... Gangway for foot cycle! (gasps) Come on! I said gangway for the... (gasps) You witch! No, no, I am walking away. Wait, Liz, wait. Look, I wasn't even supposed to ride my foot cycle home today. Stop calling it that. Yeah, fine, my velocipede, but I did ride it because the universe wanted me to run into you again. And I finally think I know why. Commencing eye roll sequence. The universe wants us to settle for one another. Well, there has to be a reason this keeps happening to us, Liz. I think fate is telling us this is the best we're ever gonna get. We're each other's settling soulmates. Settling soulmates? That is grim. And I've played Monopoly alone. Well, I, I know it's not ideal, but we'd both benefit. And I could open jars and kill bugs for you, and you could make me look less gay at work functions. Look, I happen to believe in romantic... Don't even say romantic love. How many couples do you know that are actually in love that don't completely annoy one another? Okay, what about them? You wouldn't be complaining if you wore the shoes I bought you. You're an old bitch. Why fight this? Grow old with me, Liz? In separate bedrooms? No way. Have a nice life. Think about it, Liz. It's what the universe wants. You'd have someone to tell you when you're about to step in something. 
So the, I like the running gag he has of English terms for American things. Uh, foot cycle. Film pod yeah. for camera. Uh, foot cycle or velocipede for bicycle. Although it doesn't make sense why he crashes. Because one, those cars are stopped right. clearly well in advance and he could see that. And it's like they're not moving anytime soon. So for him to crash, that's on him. It's not, he should have made way. Yeah. But it, it, it is, they do do a, it's a little clever, because, like, obviously you assume he's going to be in the other taxi cab the way things have been going. Right. It's like, surprise! Yeah. But then, wait! wait he actually still, is going to crash in the scene. Still, yeah. So yeah. that was, like, that was I, I did like that. That was, that, was a, that was a fun, silly way to do it. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Jenna checks in on Tracy to see how he's doing with all the bad news, and it just gets worse for him. But he gets, she gives him an idea. I saw some women came forward to say you didn't have sex with them. It's gotten worse. Somebody leaked my voicemails. Hey, baby, it's your husband. So I'm at Bed Bath & Beyond. And I can't remember, did you say to get metal or wood shower curtain rings? Oh, you're calling me on the other line. I can't wait to talk to you. I love you. How does Angie feel about this? Is she mad? She says I better have an affair and quick before it tears our family apart. I wish I could help you, but I can't sleep with a black guy. I'd lose my endorsement deal with NASCAR. That's the problem. Who's desperate enough to have sex with me at this point? Come on. You're still Tracy Jordan. There's got to be some skank around here who's made it very clear she wants you. Go save your career and give her the thrill of a lifetime. Hello, Elizabeth. May I offer you a succulent fruit? What? No. Why are you in here? Let me do a dance for you, my lover. No! No, this is wrong! I can't have sex with you, Liz Lemon! I love Angie too much! Wow, okay, that was not gonna happen for many reasons besides you loving your wife. Reason one, I am conscious. Reason two, you smell like Icy Hot. Reason I'm three- I'm sorry, LL. I know how much you wanted this to happen. I'm disappointed in me too. If I can't have an affair, Tracy Jordan is finished. Ugh, stop it. Just embrace the fact that you are lucky enough to be a happily married man. I mean, I'm actually jealous of you. You've got stability, a great marriage, devoted kids. You know what I have? A Sims family that keeps getting murdered. Whining <laughs> and be grateful. I am lucky. Thanks, Liz Lemon. You're welcome, Trey. And you know what? One day you will have what I have because you're an amazing, strong, intelligent woman like Hillary from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Thank you. That's a very good pep talk. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I was still riding the vibe from earlier. Now, I've been out of The Sims for a little while. I don't think you can actually get murdered in The Sims. I don't think that they would... I mean, it's a T-rated game, so I don't think they would put that in there. Well, if you could definitely take away you their cool ladder. You can murder them in the, that way, but I don't think that like a burglar can come in and murder them or anything like that. I haven't played a Sims since... If not the original Sims 2, so it's been a really long time, yeah. so I would not be the one to ask yeah. about that. But I don't, I don't think that's a thing. But, I mean, obviously it's played for effect, because... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that the the line there, he has obviously the misdirect of Hillary. I think she's going to say Hillary Clinton. <gasps> and he says Hillary from Fresh Prince. I do want to give a quick shout-out to my friends 
uh, Travis and Sonia, who do a uh, podcast similar to this uh, called Live from the Pool House, where they are going episode by episode through Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, just breaking down each episode and giving commentary and pointing out references, things like that. So go check them out. They're on the Apple Podcasts. Is that what we're calling it now? That's, that's what, what it's always been that's called, what, right? <laughs> is that what I call it? Anyway, no, go seek it out. It's, it's, definitely it's hasn't always been called that. What is it? iTunes. iTunes. That's what oh, I call it. It hasn't been that long you forgot what iTunes is. No, 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 no. I forgot. Uh, that's what I used to call it. Oh, okay. It. I would always gotcha. say go to iTunes yeah. and listen to it on iTunes, but you don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to nope. use iTunes. There is no iTunes, iTunes, is there? I mean, they, they just continued it. I think you're right. I think, yeah. It's just to it's move all the Apple music and Apple, Apple music, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, at Don Geis's funeral, uh, Jack has a revelation about how he can uh, not just settle at his new job and he can continue to innovate and runs out of the service to applause, which I don't think you'd ever really get at a funeral. Welcome all to the memorial service slash freezing for Donald H. Geis. You were the last of a dying breed, sir. I'll never forget the first thing he ever said to me. These are all hookers. Pick one. Then after we picked our hookers and the plane took off, he told me his business philosophy. There's always an untapped market. Don was the one who realized there was a whole segment of consumers not buying light bulbs. The asleep. That realization led him to develop the nightlight and the marketing campaign aimed at making children afraid of the dark, a monster under every bed. Don said that no business is ever done evolving, that there are always opportunities for innovation, that you can always, you can always find new customers. I, I, I'm sorry, but I just had an amazing business idea. You'll have to excuse me. When the scene closes with Kathy Guys playing Ave Maria on the trumpet to Don Guys who is frozen in carbonite. That is creepy as hell. His little frozen it's statue? Notes. I don't even know what you call it's it. It's the writer's notes just being a Star Wars reference yet again. Ah. Did you not know that that's what that was? No. I've, like, seen each film once. I'm not exactly a Star Wars fan. Everyone knows the Carbonite reference. That's a the... very... I mean, probably. I'm sure I'd... What, I, I mean, uh... I don't know. I'm sure I've seen whatever it's referencing, but I've literally... I mean, You probably like the prequels. Disgusting. I don't think I even ever saw the... What was the third one? The Attack of the Clones, or was that the second one? The third, the third one. I don't think I saw that one. I do remember seeing the Phantom Menace. That was the first one. That yeah. one's better than Attack of the Clones. I think I saw Attack of the Clones too. Revenge of the Sith is I've never. That that's the one I didn't see. I've seen all the others. They're still pretty bad, but actually, I have seen the original trilogy more than once. My parents used to yeah. like to put that on. But it's been a really long time since I've seen any of them. But it's so funny now that they've reference. been remastered so much and they're like really high fidelity and quality. There's a lot of moments you can look at and see like literal paint strokes on like the costumes Aww. and like the helmet. Like Darth Vader's helmet, you can just see where they quickly painted it yeah. and let it dry well. And it's just like, it doesn't take you out, but at the same time, you're just like, wow, 
this was a low budget picture back in the <laughs> 70s this makes sense now but it's still like a really well done film like for George Lucas who was just out of film school to get a movie like that and create something like that it's pretty astounding but yeah he no, someone should have told him no when making the prequels but and it's so weird the internet is turning on those movies now to where they're really they're defending them and they're saying they're good now oh the prequels yeah oh really and I it's like know. I, I don't I don't want the future of this I don't I'm, we really are in a whatever. dark time. All fandom goes through whatever cycle. Not absolutely, there. yeah. They, you you have the contractor or the detractors for so long, and then you have the people defending it, and then you'll, you're right. It'll cycle again, and we're like, no, maybe they actually weren't that good. I mean, I think so, in the long run, the legacy of the most recent trilogy will be the middle one, which I can't remember what it's called, but it's the one that the quote-unquote fans hated is going to be the one that has the best lasting legacy. The Last Jedi, episode 8. Whatever the middle the one was. Yeah, the Ryan Johnson yeah. one. Yeah, I think that's going to... I think that movie was fine, but I get why people... I mean, I think... Well, I mean, I understand, I understand if you're a true believer fan how that <laughs> messed with the quote-unquote ethos of the series right. in a way that you might like not like. Yeah. But I think just... I, I, I mean, as someone who like has seen them once and you just think from purely like what did I think was the most successful in terms of just being a film, you know, to me that one was by far the... It was... It was inter- I mean, all of them have been super entertaining, which that's really what you ultimately want from a movie. So that's what really matters. I think that one has problems in terms of like the Rose and the Finn storyline of that they, they did nothing. Everything they did made everything worse, which maybe that was the point, but there was no payoff from it. So then there was no point to it anyway. Like them, the whole casino bit was pointless. It had what's his face in it? Nothing. That's yeah, why. Justin Theroux there for we like go. five seconds, and I was like, "What is he doing here?" And yeah, I don't know. The problem really that stems from the new trilogy is, unlike the first trilogy and the prequels, those had a steady vision, and mm-hmm. then it was one director, right? That or is one one person saying, yeah. "Here's what this this and this needs to do." The problem with the new trilogy is J.J. Abrams the first and the third, and they did not really seemingly have cohesion for the second one right and so when the third one comes out they have to basically quickly wrap up everything that happened in the second one and then set up an entirely new thing in the third one which is generally what you do in the second one because otherwise the whole palpatine stuff does not make any sense unless you just push it in there so it well that, that wasn't that sounds more Back in production problems yeah. than the actual movies yeah. and, and anything like that. So. Yeah, no, that's true. That's definitely the problem. Our sleep with as a whole is there was no clear through vision. It was kind no. of was each director was given the freedom, which is which can be good in some way, but in this case led to when you're trying to tell a cohesive not story and not everyone's the on the same yeah. page, then it's a problem. Yeah. So but anyway, but this is definitely not a Star Wars podcast. Yeah. So Go to red letter media for that. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I don't know. There's I think they're just a bunch of nerds that do stuff like this, but oh. for more. Uh, not a, nerds is not an insult, by the way. <laughs> Although the emoji, do you know what the emoji for nerds? The emoji for nerds is just a smiley face with glasses. Is that Aww. really? That that's so cliche. Nerds wear glasses. So does like fifty million other people. Stupid. It's dumb. Anyway, uh, Jack mean, Kathy uh, Geist was a music savant. I mean, well, we saw her singing in the test. She, she's got the talent as long as she doesn't speak. She sings and plays musical instruments. Meanwhile, Jack uh, runs to the boardroom slash his office to pitch his new idea, Porn for Women. I know it's not my place yet to call a meeting of Cable Town senior vice presidents, but I have something I need to share with you. 
Gentlemen, there is a giant segment of consumers who are not buying our most lucrative product. Three words. Porn for women. Jack, women hate porn almost as much as men hate going to outlet malls. Yes, women hate porn. Our porn. But women do have one insatiable need to jabber. And it doesn't matter if you have a headache, or you're not in the mood, or you're about to go to Don Geis's funeral, they barge right into your office and start complaining about a boyfriend or a co-worker, and you're supposed to sit there and nod and tell them they're right. And the more you give it to them, the more they want it. I'll tell you, sometimes my wife will be blathering on about something, and I'll think, I'm more than just a pair of ears, you know? I'm a person who thinks about sex every seven seconds. Exactly. So what if women had a pay-per-view channel featuring handsome men patiently listening to them what if they had porn for women okay but where does that content come from from us we make it jack we don't make hear me out yes i'm talking about doubling pay-per-view profits while cutting out the middleman but i'm also talking about american businessmen doing what they were born to do make things we've stopped making and become a country of consumers well i for one am done consuming and I'm ready to make. So I, I, I meant to bring this up earlier, but that ties into this. So I'll say now, like, it is kind of interesting now in like the um, streaming wars era to like th this kind of view as the cable company is like they don't really have to do anything except exist is a little dated now because like obviously Comcast like Peacock is the Comcast streaming network and they have they actually have to make an effort now to create programming create services to increase revenue as mm -hmm. their cable subscriptions decline so it's like it, it's it's I mean so they definitely have had to shift from basically being the only you know getting their money because they're the only cable company in town to actually having to yeah. innovate so maybe Maybe so. In the long run, Jack taking hold and trying to build new products and etc. would have been a great for the company yeah. in the long run. Coming I into like the current that, times, that's forgotten by the end of this episode. Yeah, uh, which uh, I didn't. I I sort of forgot this plot point from a later season. So you remember when Hank Cooper, the big goofy, uh, the new Don guys comes in, mm -hmm. the Cable Town guy. So Chloe Grace Moretz's grandpa. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he has a storyline where he is keeping cable town very family friendly which does that mean that this now goes away because porn channels aren't exactly family oh, friendly so it's like mm. someone i was reading when researching this episode someone brought that up i was like oh yeah that's so interesting this wouldn't exist anymore yeah. right because that wouldn't be family like i mean disney plus keeps everything pg-13 or lower they're not gonna do anything above that so but which is why they have Hulu and other streaming services to accommodate that content. But still, it's like yeah, I read that Apple had the same mandate from um, Tim Cook that to to mm -hmm. not do anything too. There are there are a couple of series that they I think originally greenlit that they end up canceling because mm -hmm. they were too dark adult or whatever. But like, I actually feel like I don't know maybe that's a misstep because when you ever hear anyone talk about an Apple show, except for sometimes the morning show, and that's only because it's. Of the actors in it and how it's right. supposed to be their the big prestige, prestige show yeah. and you know what i mean like i feel like they need like they need their ozark or breaking yeah. bad or something that puts them on the map in a way that well, it, if, if you're supposed to be that true but i don't know if apart from that though, like their shows that come out like there isn't really like you can see where they're trying to do anything that isn't too 
mature or whatever for lack yeah. of a better term you know uh the only thing i i'm the only show that i want to watch from apple tv is the rob McElhaney show the mythic great quest. quest mythic quest ravens it's some title it's something uh but i was watching Has that come out yeah it's all okay. right now um it's in my queue i'll watch it at some point but someone was telling me i was listening to another podcast and they were talking about an apple tv show and i don't remember exactly which one it was it doesn't really matter too much but it's something about this person time travels or can travel through different universes or something but anyway when they when they jump or whatever the line that the per the character says is where is my lightning cable i need to charge my phone where's a lightning cable which is like because it's an apple they're oh, was, it's self-promotion of right. their products which you well, would never say lightning cable you would say i need to charge my phone and that is enough for the viewer to know oh right. they need a charger mm-hmm. they need a charging cable but because it's so explicitly lightning cable that yeah. it's like oh my god like it's on your fucking program you don't need to yeah hit it that I, hard like i mean like it's one thing to watch a michael bay movie and see them using microphone wind microsoft windows or sony via laptops that's still subtle but if shia labeouf starts seeing like mom i need my sony via laptop rather than just I need my laptop. Where's my laptop? Then it's yeah. like, it's an additional level of just too muchery that it's like, fuck off. Let me Google that on my Zoom. Oh, my God. Google's, I draw the line at Google because that's just a term now that we see. Yeah, no, I'm right. something. But yeah, when you get that specific, then it's... Well, let me bing that on my Zoom, I guess. That would be the more appropriate brand. You can't Google on a brand. Zoom. A Zoom's not a web browser. It doesn't have a web browser. It's just an iPod. I was, no, I was... I know, but like... <laughs> But you're, I mean, what would, what would be the... Google has a phone, right? Uh, the Nexus? The, no, it's the... No, that's Android. It's the Pixel. Pixel, right, right. So they'd be like, yeah, maybe we'll bing that on my Pixel. It's like, no, you don't fucking need to say Let that. Let me bing that. Let me bing that. Let me go go duck that on my burner phone. Let me go ask Jews that on my Nokia. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, anyway. Or is it DuckDuckGo? Anyway, that doesn't matter. <laughs> but yes, yeah. I mean, I sort of get it like in the way it's like... Amazon, like, I think part of the purpose of their shows is to try to sell products. Like, because I mean, that's a great time there where you can see something in a show and then go buy it. But that's true. But you're right. That's a really, for, but from that sort of line is a really, really clunky way. Because it's not like Apple has like a store with thousands of products. Like, they have very specific products. So right. if you're going to drop a reference to try it, it's, it can be very clunky. Have we got to like the, the line? I don't think we have yet. We got to the line of 30 Rock where Liz says, uh, if you just see something on TV, just you can like push a button and buy it i don't think we i think we're getting into that uh, I, think so. I think we get that into the cable town mm-hmm. when when jack is desperate for ideas but i i honestly think that idea is fantastic i don't know remember when amazon tried to make those like button dash buttons happen and i don't think they really did no it's it's basically like so for all sorts of products from like laundry detergent to goldfish oh, to whatever yeah. and you just press like the, the button the more yeah home, and they tried to make a big push yeah, that a few yeah. years ago but like i don't see anything about it anymore yeah. so I, I mean i think they still have them but i don't think that really took off in the way they were yeah hoping. but i mean i like the i think the idea is actually like especially like if you see someone maybe like a certain attire like some someone's wearing something like oh that's kind of cool like certain shoes or something like oh that's kind of cool like i don't know what those shoes are i don't know even know where yeah. to begin to try and search for those like they're nikes Nike has a million kinds of shoes. I don't know what brand or, or what uh, exact style that is. Like you could like do like the X-ray that Amazon Prime has on their videos, but for products, that'd be kind of neat. I mean, it'd be incredibly dystopian 
capitalist nightmare, but at the same time, it's kind of a cool idea. Ah, anyway. Is it any more dystopian than targeted ads that follow you around the internet based on your browser history and cookies? No. I mean, if, if, well, if you think no, about because, it, I mean, is yeah, it really, well, you know what I mean? I guess you're opting into both things, but the, with the... The, the option to look into the stuff on screen versus targeted ads. Like targeted ads you opt into by cookies, but at the same time you can use ad block and not see most of those. Right. But at I the know. same time But I'm saying like from from you know from respect yeah. of dystopian, I mean is is an is a is that X ray, you know, pause screen that tells you the products that are is that really that different from targeted ads? I mean I guess not. I mean it, it, it's it's a it's 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 a slightly different way of doing it, but it's the same Yeah. But I mean, it still idea. is like it's still the idea of just consume, exactly. consume, so. consume. No, I know, right, right. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're coming up on the finale, and uh, Liz has one more run in in Wesley, which is not quite a coincidence because of the Scottish wines, Scottish wines, the wines of Scotland, the white wines of Scotland, oh, the you. famous white wines of Scotland that we all know. Liz. I don't believe it! Hello, Wesley. Don't you see? This is just gonna keep happening. You can't fight the universe. No, this isn't a coincidence. I wanted to see you, and I figured you wouldn't miss a tasting of the white wines of Scotland. Most restaurants refuse to serve them. Oh, yeah, you've only told me that like nine times. So does this mean you've come to your senses? Are you ready to settle and become Mrs. Snipes? No. I wanted to tell you to your face that I know that I can do better than you, and I'm never gonna be Mrs. Snipes. Hang on, is your name Wesley Snipes? That is insane! It's insane? But the actor Wesley Snipes has that name. If you saw a picture of him and a picture of me and you were asked who should be named Wesley Snipes, you'd pick the pale Englishman every time, every time, Liz. Frankly, you should be having this conversation with him. Yeah, I'm going to go do that. I'll give it two months before you give up and decide to settle. I'll see you in May for sweeps. That's what we call spring cleaning in England. That's, yeah, that's an iconic line. Yes, that, that is a good line too. Yeah. No, that's 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 a fun uh, just setup of Hollywood or in entertainment lingo of saying, "I'll come back for the finale." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've never. Uh, what does the colloquialism of sweeps mean? Like, I know what it means that it's the finale when you. you well, it's not like the finale, but it's or when not the finale, but it's when you bring local advertisers setting their rates. Right. For... So, what does sweeps mean in terms of? I've never quite. I've never really bothered to Google it either. Yeah, I'm not sure. No, I thought you might know because I no, I, I don't know the origin. The term sweeps dates from '54. Oh, so Nielsen collects. So it used to be people would physically fill out diaries oh. to, to say what they watched. So they would start in the east and then they would sweep west across the country to collect the diaries. Oh wow, that's a very old term. It's yeah, from '54. So Jesus. Okay. See, we learned something today. We did. Yay! What's the thing? What's the astronaut oh. Mike Dexter? Astronaut Mike. We'll get him one more time after this for the wedding. All right. Uh, so we've got the the credit scene coming up where Liz is now uh, very interested in the porn for women, and we get astronaut Mike Dexter back on, which will be the I'm, I'm with the utmost confidence I say it is the next to last time we will actually see that actor on Thirty Rock. We'll see him again in the season four finale. I do do. For sweeps. Um, for sweeps, yes, in May. Um, all right, so final thoughts on Don Geis, America, and Hope. So I think the thing about the Iraq is even, I think I agree with what you said at the beginning, that it, it's 
it's not the most exciting episode but watching it through again like there's even in those episodes there's still like lots of good little one-liners mm-hmm. whether it's like the sims line or um the iconic line that yes the iconic fresh can you fresh ass based on novel twitch by ass fire yeah. um so that you know there are plenty of lines like that that still keep the episode from you know not, i guess just right. outright being not Forget- good or boring or totally yeah. forgettable i guess yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know, I just feel like coming, I mean, I guess, like, this is similar to last week's where it's just a, another moving parts. Mm-hmm. Like, it, nothing of the EGOT stuff from last week continues. Now we're on to a new story. Still no Danny. Still no Danny. What's going on, Danny? Are you on Glee at this time? You're just so busy with Glee, you I can't. I thought he was on that. Yeah, it was a short stint, though. I don't think he was on there that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Uh, there's like I mean I think Jack has the biggest storyline in this episode of him transitioning to the whole Cable Town stuff so it's good for him but yeah I mean the, the Liz and Wesley stuff building on their relationship which ends for now and we'll see him again later on but um, yeah just another moving parts episode yeah. rather than anything too substantial so no Avery even though she vaulted Jack into his position like I, I thought like maybe she would be at like the funeral or something like but maybe it's a date but yeah. or something but no no not at all she was too busy well she's being with her talk for show. sweeps too yeah. yes. so <laughs> she's you know <laughs> yeah alright uh, any other thoughts or say adieu Say adieu. adieu. All right. Well, as always, thank you for joining us on Go To There. If you like what we're doing, rating, reviewing, all that fun stuff, it's going to be the best way to help us out. All right. I will pitch it again, but I said it midway through the episode. But do check out Live from the Pool House from our friends Travis and Sonia. Uh, if you like this, you'll definitely like the same vibe that they've got going over there for the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. All right. So we will see you next week in episode 74, season 4, episode 16, entitled Floyd. Floyd Returns. But he's got a new girlfriend slash fiance, and Liz is not happy about it. David takes that. See you next time. Hello there. Well, hello. How was your day? Do you need to talk? Because I'll just listen patiently and say things like, "Uh uh-huh. How annoying. She's clearly jealous of you. And, well, it's his loss. You're a great woman. You deserve a great man for just $24.95 an hour. Yes, please. It's the yellow button, sweetie. (sighs) This is for you, Dangoose.